Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Hello, welcome to Premier League Daily, your daily look at all the action in the greatest footballing league in the world. So from Brighton all the way up to Newcastle, we're going to have you covered every single day. All the latest news, opinion, maybe a little bit of analysis as well. But we're just going to chinwag about football every single day of the Premier League season. Of course, it's not the Premier League season at the moment. Pre-season is just about getting started. Some clubs have their plans in place. Some clubs don't. Some clubs know what players they're bringing in. Some clubs definitely don't know what's going on in terms of their transfer policy. But that's what we're here to talk about here on Premier League Daily. I'm Niall McCorn. Alongside me in the studio, we've got Marley Anderson, who's a Newcastle United fan for all his sins. Hello, Marley. Hello, yeah. Don't know what I've done to deserve that. Uh, we've got Adam Brown, who's a Manchester City supporter. Hello, Adam. Hello. And we've got Jim Salveson, who is a West Ham fan. Hello, Jim. All right. I'm all right, yeah. And I'm looking forward to talking about West Ham a little bit later on. But first, we're going to get straight into the news that Manchester City, the Premier League champions, the back-to-back Premier League champions, have made a couple of signings in the last couple of days, Adam. They've brought in Angelino, I think that's how we're saying his name, or Angelino, I'm not too sure. We'll clarify that with Sam Lee, who's a Manchester City correspondent who we'll chat to in a moment. Um, and also Rodri, so two signings. Good Welsh boy. Two signings, yeah. <laughs> Rod- Rodri. 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 Two signings in as many days for City. Exciting times for the club, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, for me, I mean, the, the Rodri's a really exciting signing. I think we've been searching for the... The hallowed new Fernandinho kind of uh, figure, and I feel like we might have found him in Rodri because everything that I've heard about him is great. Some of his stats look amazing as well. Uh, I just think I'm not going to ever doubt Pep's record in the transfer market. I think it's been amazing. I I don't think he's really made a bad signing so far at City. Anyone that tells me they've seen Rodri play, I don't believe him because he's come out of nowhere. I don't think I'd ever heard his name before about three weeks ago and suddenly everyone's raving about him. You telling me there he's the new Fernandinho. I didn't, didn't even know he was a defensive <laughs> midfielder <laughs> until that second. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going mainly off stats, to be honest with you. Um, and then I've, obviously I've done a little bit of research since we, when we got linked with him and stuff. I kind of endeavoured to find out a bit more about him. And from what I've seen, he, he does look like he's going to be a really, really good acquisition. It's exactly the kind of player we need. 
and I like that about what Pep's done. I think he's looked at what we need and he's gone out and he's bought it early. Mm. He's not waited around, hung around, and we've you know, it's oh, is he going to sign him or not? He's gone, mm. hang on, we need someone in that position. Let's go and buy him. And we've done that, and I love it. Do you know what I did think when I saw the fact that they've got him for seventy million? They've triggered the release clause and mm. got him for that seventy million. No doubt, it's a lot of money, but in football, it's not that much money now, and it just shows how good City's business has been over the last few yeah. years because that's their record signing now. And I was looking back at their old signings over the last few seasons players that are worth at least 100 million now so Kevin De Bruyne signed for 55 million Raheem Sterling signed for 49 million most of these are record signings at the time Laporte 57 million we're talking about Maguire going for 75 million yep. now and Laporte was got for 57 Jesus was 27 million they've done some brilliant business yep. in the transfer yeah. market of City and like, do you know what's interesting I think um, the record, City's record transfer signing is still lower than United's it's lower than Chelsea's so I know we've signed a lot of players at 50 million I get that <laughs> but even so we're not, we're not, we've just signed a lot of players at 50 million but we've not actually gone as high as a lot of other clubs yet. They've so, got a brilliant you know, scouting network. They yeah. might, they're picking out little diamonds from all over Europe. Well, Jim said he didn't know too much about Rodri. Let's talk to someone who's up to speed with their Manchester City transfer targets and indeed Spanish football. It's Manchester City correspondent Sam Lee. Uh, hello, Sam. Um, Rodri hello. and Angelino on the same, well, not on the same day, but in the same week. So, um, like we were saying before, exciting times for, for Man City fans for next season. What, what do you know about Rodri that maybe everyone else doesn't? Well, yeah, it's, you know, he's, the next Busquets, really. That's how he's been linked, well, known as for a while, really. That's how he kind of came onto my radar. I can't remember how long ago it was, given how time flies so quickly when you're going by the football calendar. I couldn't tell you if it was three months ago or, or two years. But, yeah, the next Busquets is what they know him as. Uh, he's really tall as well for defensive midfielder. The ones that City have been looking at, like De Jong and Jorginho, they're around 1 metre 80, whatever that is in in inches. Um, You've got all European on us, For Rodri, yeah, because Rodri's six foot three. I think everyone can relate to that a bit more. So he's a big lad. He's an intelligent lad. Um, as we saw at the unveiling yesterday in his interview, he speaks like excellent English. Um, he studied um, on a, a business and economics course while he was at Atletico Madrid. He lived on um, the university halls while he was still playing football. Um, he seems like a really nice lad. Um, you were just talking there about the scouting. I think one of the good things about City and their scouting is they never sign good players, but they seem to sign good people as well. Mm. Yeah. By and large, if you think of Bernardo Silva and how popular he is, like with the rest of the squad and just around the club, and he just seems like a nice guy. You know, fans of other clubs couldn't hate him for any good reason. And it seems like Roger could be another one of those. So he fits into the, the plan of what they want to do on the pitch, but also the kind of you know, the ethos of the squad, really. Yeah, that personality thing seems quite important at City at the moment, doesn't it? They seem to be building... You need to be able to fit in. There's no disruptive forces in that dressing room. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got to look at Aguero, really, for the best example, because it's... I mean, obviously, there's others. There's Yaya Torre, who kind of got short shrift. But in terms of Aguero and, you know, responding, no, you know, no, no name was too big for Guardiola when he came in and he told players like Aguero that he needed to, to work harder and play Guardiola's way, otherwise he wouldn't be there. So he's adapted to that to all his credit and got even better. And obviously the players they're signing are players they think will be happy to, to come and play that style straight away. So, yeah, obviously they, they want a good squad. They don't want, you know, a disharmonious dressing room. And when it came back to them not signing De Jong, Guardiola said something about, look, it goes back to the wages. And yeah, it's a bit like the transfer thing. City don't really pay anyone 400 grand a week, but they pay a lot of people, you know, 150, 200. Mm. Uh, but De Jong, 
um, at his age, was getting more than that at Barca. And they were like, that is one of the things you have to consider. You can't buy a new player and pay him more than Kevin De Bruyne. So, yeah, they do seem to have, you know, there's other, there's other stuff that might come in, out in the wash about City in the next few months with these invest, uh, the investigations. But whatever money they have got and wherever they've got it from, they do use it very well. Yeah, I mean, what about Pep then? How relieved will he be that he's finally got someone, as Adam said, to kind of fit that Fernandinho bracket? Because I think he's been looking for probably 18 months now for someone to try and sort of fill that void. You mentioned Jorginho, but he ended up being tied up with Maurizio Sarri to Chelsea in that yeah. Napoli package. Frankie Dion to Barcelona. Um, I think Ndombele was looked at, but not maybe as extensively as Rodri was. How relieved yeah. now is Pep that he's finally got someone who, who can fill that, that role? Yeah, very relieved. Uh, like you say, it goes, it goes back 18 months because two years ago, of course, was that summer where they they signed Mendy, they signed um, Danilo, Walker, Bernardo Silva, Edison. They did that big rebuild then. And basically the only area they didn't look at was a defensive midfielder. Um, and then they started looking in that January. And that was when they tried to sign Fred from Shakhtar. Obviously, mm. he ended up going to United. Then they moved on to Jorginho last summer. And that didn't happen because of, the, as you say, the salary compensation and Napoli being very weird, despite you know agreeing a fee with City and then saying, no, you can't do it. Then after that, yeah, De Jong. So in terms of Guardiola being relieved, yeah, I think he is because... You know, him and the people around him were very unhappy that De Jong ended up going to Barcelona because City were actually in a really good position to get him around kind of October time last year. And then they kind of let it slip. So they weren't particularly happy with how Cheeky Bagheera's time, the, the sporting director, handled that one. And the pressure was kind of on to go and get somebody they wanted. And as, yeah, as we've been talking about this morning, it seems like Rodri ticks all the boxes. The only question I've got, and I hope to find out actually, is why they didn't go for him in the first place, why they weren't trying to get him last summer or the summer before that. Yeah, it's a good question. What about Angelino then, Sam? What do we know about him? I think, has he been brought in to kind of offset the Mendy injury situation? Mendy yeah. always seems to be injured. Is that is that what he's been brought in for? Yeah, exactly. Um, this one, you know, Rodri makes a load of sense in basically every area. Um, Angelino might be a bit harder to work out from the outside, but yeah, it, it does make a lot of sense. There's a lot of things that go into it, but yeah, basically um, they decided... They didn't want to spend too much money on a left back, and you know they've gotten for the release by well, the buyback clause of about twelve million euros. Or City say it's six million, but it's probably close to twelve. Um, so, so he's cheap. Yeah, Mendy's always injured. He had arthroscopy in May. He won't be fit again to get back to training until after the preseason tour. So he won't be fit enough to start the season. I doubt. You know, I doubt he's going to be fit enough throughout the campaign as well, going by the last two. Mm. So, yeah, Zinchenko now, miraculously, given where he's come from, is the number one left back, but he's going to need <laughs> cover. Um, and the other, the other thing is, Doubt's going to leave. Um, Danilo is probably going to leave because he wants first-team football, although I'm not sure how many clubs there are in for him at the moment. Mm. So there's two people who could play left-back going. There's a good chance City are going to only have three centre-backs next season. So they've got less opportunity to put Laporte out there. So, yeah, basically they needed some cover. This guy used to play for City. You know, he counts as homegrown for the squad because they're pretty much much of their max limit for that. Um, yeah, cheap. Uh, he's, a, he's a different kind of left-back to Zinchenko. He won't come inside and take the ball. You know, he'll, he'll run more down the line and put crosses in. So it actually makes a lot of sense, yeah. Do you think we'll do any more business then, Sam? Or is that, is that it, do you reckon? Well, they still want Maguire. Um, mm. Well, I, thought Maguire Maguire. Maguire. I thought I thought City had changed their minds on Maguire and it was opened the door to United in general Daily Mail speak. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I've, I've not seen it written that um, black and white, but I'll tell you what, um, somebody just has sent me a message and I'm checking it out. 
um, it seems to be from a good source, and he's saying Maguire is um, completely dead. So I'm just weighing up on my last day at goal whether I'm going to write that or just let it play out and let somebody else cover it while I'm away and transitioning <laughs> to the new job. Go on holiday, um, Sam. Enjoy. Yeah, exactly. to say it's a done deal still, instead. Still <laughs> but yeah, I think Nathan, I think Nathan Ake is on the radar to some extent, and whether he now comes into play because they do want another centre back. I don't think they'll do could be wrong but I don't think they'll do what they did with Jorginho last year and when they didn't get him they just went oh well there's no one else we can get we'll leave it um, I think they might go and try and get somebody else and there is some interest in Ake but you know they might they may well be some interest in other guys that I'm not mm. sure about so yeah I think they'll still do it um, they're going to buy a centre back if they can um, and also Cancelo the right back mm. at, at Juve but that pretty much depends on Danilo finding a new home but um, yeah, they're pretty far down the line with negotiations with that. It's not finished, but they need to sell Danilo and then go back to Juve and say, right, what exactly we're going to pay and how long we're going to pay it over. So that one's kind of in the pipeline. And then they're going to buy a 35-year-old goalkeeper who's paid back up for most of his career um, to come in and just kind of battle it out for number two with Claudio Bravo, which is a bit of a weird one. But there are some reasons for it, mainly so Murich, who did well last season can go and play a full season on loan somewhere else because last year he was supposed to but he came back because Bravo got injured and he ended up being on the bench all season and he's only 20 so he needs to play so they're going to get rid of him on loan and bring in somebody who used to work with the City goalkeeper coach but yeah if Edison gets injured there could be problems next season but other than that yeah City are looking pretty good transfer wise Great stuff Sam Uh, you're going on holiday now aren't you where are you headed mate? I'm going to Marrakesh tomorrow Oh lovely Marrakesh are you going to buy a Fez? Wear a fez hat. Um, if, if it helps stay cool, then yes. But if it means I need to go down to the market when it's busy and hot, then absolutely not. If they can deliver it to my hotel pool, then yes. <laughs> Great to chat to you, mate. Take care. Have a good holiday. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Sam. That was Sam Lee, Manchester City correspondent. You can catch him on Twitter at Sam Lee. I have to say, with the Man City business on Angelino, I think... There's a lot of credit to the club there for the way they've handled that. Because we see a load of the time, you see it at Chelsea, they have young players that don't seem like they're quite fitting in. They get shipped out on loan and they never make an impact anywhere. Whereas here, they've had a player with potential. They've sold him to another club. And for some reason, being sold to a club seems to make a massive difference to going out on loan. It seems to make players, I don't know, maybe they bed in quicker, maybe they bond with teammates, I don't know I what it is. I just think players know better. when they're out on loan, they know that if they don't perform, they can go, they're going to yeah. go back. They want to so prove, they they prove a point a bit more when they get sold, don't they? It's yeah. like, well, I'll yeah. show you that I'm good enough. Yeah. You know, and... yeah. Yeah. City have done it and they've added in this buyback clause, a very sensible, whether it's 6 million or 10 million, it's nothing for a player at the moment. And they've got back a player who can now do a job for them. I think it's really smart business. I think mm-hmm. every club should think about inserting a buyback yeah. clause or yeah. at least some sort of way they can get a player back if they feel that they're useful. I mean, imagine if Chelsea had done that with Kevin De Bruyne when he went to uh, yeah. went to Germany. Imagine I mean, if look, United look, had done Pogba. it. Would have saved them a lot of money. But all in all, I think Manchester City, uh, as good as they were last season, it looks like they are going to be stronger next season, mm. which is uh, a scary thought indeed. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. Let's move on now to, to Newcastle United. Not only have they lost Rafa Benitez, now they've also lost their star striker. Well, not quite their star striker. Just one. their striker. Just one of their strikers. <laughs> Just their Just their striker. only striker. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about Iose Perez, who's joined Leicester City in a £30 million deal, becomes Brendan Rodgers' second summer signing over at the King Power Stadium. Bitter pill to swallow for Newcastle fans, Marley, isn't it? Uh, it yeah, it is a bit. Um, there's good there's good sides and bad sides to, to the story. Like £30 million is a fantastic price for yeah. 
for Eozzi Perez. Um, this time two years ago, you could probably snap him up for six or eight million or something like that. Mm-hmm. He, he, he wasn't a, a thirty million pound player. Ironically, since Benitez has come in, he's he's been fantastic, and now he's worth the thirty million. And Leicester have gone, oh, hang on, that's a bit of a steal. He's only twenty five, twenty six. We'll take him, and you can't blame him for leaving because of the state of the club's in. Like you can't, you can't say, oh, he should have stuck around. He should have been more loyal. He's he's been with us for five years. He's always wanted. He's actually always said he wanted to go back to Spain, which was like, I don't know. If, whether to break it to him, Leicester's not in Spain, mate. <laughs> Leicester's uh, in the country Hasta. a little bit further south. It's not even in London, mate. It is like 10 it. degrees warmer than Newcastle, mate. <laughs> it is slightly warmer. You see less fat guys in the in the audience with you know, all the tits out. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, for me, like he wanted to go back to Spain and to then go to Leicester, I think that only came because he thought, oh, this is an absolute shit show. I'm not sticking around here. I don't know who the manager's going to be. Don't fancy working with Gary Monk or Roberto Martinez or whoever's linked with the job. Mm. Um, but Leicester are getting a decent player. Um, they've they've paid enough for him. But the the issue for me is I wouldn't be bothered about him going for thirty million if I knew the thirty million was going to go straight back into the squad. But it just, it just we know it won't be. You just We've think it's going to stay there and not be spent. At it's going to go into. HMV or some crap store on the high street that House needs of a bit of money. Yeah. 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 There's some decent strikers, potentially decent strikers on the market for free at the moment, aren't there? Yeah. Sturridge, Welbeck, Balotelli. Oh, they're not going to stay fit for a season. Know, you know, they've lost Perez, but they've also lost Rondon. Rondon's not going to sign for Newcastle no. now, is he? Yeah, I mean, so that's the that's the dilemma there, because who have you got up front? Well, ironically, like three, 30 million could pay for Rondon, whose fee is set at 16 and a half. So we could use that and have another 40 and a half million to spend on mm. someone else yeah. someone else mm. but we know that's not going to happen because Rondon's 29 and he's getting interest from West Ham and Wolves and other clubs that are actually like in shape so he's probably going to just uh, go somewhere else and currently they came back from uh, for pre-season yesterday and we've got Josselu, Dwight Gale and Yoshinori Muto <laughs> I mean Muto got one goal last season uh, at Old Trafford when we uh Blew a 2 0 lead to lose 3 2 in classic Newcastle style. Um, <laughs> and then we've got Jocelyn who couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. And then we've got uh, Dwight Gill who was on loan at, at uh, West Brom last season. And he he banged in 20 goals, but as everyone knows, he only he can only score in the Championship. He's not yeah. he's not a Premier League striker. Um, so we desperately, desperately need signings. Would, would you would you be happy to see Newcastle take a punt on a free signing? Someone who's a bit... You I'd know. be happy to see any bugger from Food Bloody Door, Adam. Anyone. Like, I'd, if they signed me, like that'd be brilliant. Like I'd just be like, right, I'll play for free and give me 10 grand if I score a goal. And then I'd just be robbing people's goals. But, you know. but like, you know, like a Daniel Sturridge or someone like that, I mean, there is obviously a big question mark over the fitness, but I could see someone like him... Just go in there. I don't and... think Newcastle pay the. I mean, I said that earlier, but Newcastle wouldn't pay the wages right. that yeah, would be required to get a Welbeck or a Sturridge or a Balotelli because they were free. There's but... no transfer fee, though. I suppose, it's, you, you, but yeah, you know. But what one one thing Newcastle have have dragged their heels on in negotiations in 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 previous years is agent fees and signing on fees. Yeah, and that's like an absolute minefield when you're trying to sign a free player because you've got like Sturridge and he'll probably want over a hundred grand a week. That'd make him our top earner. We wouldn't want to pay him that because of his injury record and his fact that he's 29, I think. Um, also, he's rejected us in the past to go to West Brom on loan. I remember that. Um, and he'd done his hamstring after four minutes of his <laughs> debut. <laughs> so, he'd, fair enough to us, we avoided a, a bomb there. But um, 
it's you know similar with Welbeck. Welbeck was on a, a ton at Arsenal, and he's not got a great injury record. He seems to do his knee every year. Andy mm. Carroll's available for a free. I mean, if pays your player deals still exist, then fair enough, I'd take him back. But nobody's in the right mind's going to sign a pay as you pay deal when he's just been on eighty grand yeah. a week at yeah. West Ham, yeah. and, and, he, re- and yeah. he rejected and, a pay as you play deal. Yeah, at, exactly. to stay at West Ham. And no one's going to give Andy Carroll a two-year contract, no, are they? No. With his injury record, no. It's, I mean, but if, you know, if still a fully fit Andy Carroll would be absolutely fantastic for Newcastle. It'd be better than Rondon would, but mm. the fact that he can't stay fit then mm. he hasn't for six years mm. now you see the thing is if if, if Benitez had stayed um, I could see Benitez pulling out a gem from a you know a, a Spanish league or going to the French league and just finding someone who yeah. could yeah. but it's going to depend now on who's the next manager yeah. because whoever it is has got to come in and they've got to find someone who's yeah. affordable and just kind of come in and, and like you said how many players have come from in the last three to four years in the Premier League have come and with from you know these kind of European leagues and it's just not worked. You well, know? Whoever yeah. comes in is going to be a damp squib, Jim, isn't it? Because you've got to contend with the fact that they loved Rafa so much at Newcastle and now someone's coming oh, in completely. there who's going to kind of it's have one, to take the reins of something that's kind of running off the rails. Really. It's one of those poison chalice situations. And as Adam says, even if they do uncover that South American gem that no one's heard of, how do you convince them to come to Newcastle United at the moment? Because... Mm. Come and play with Rafa Benitez, one of the top ten managers in the world. All right, I'll give that a go. Come and play with Gary Monk. It's not the same proposition, is yeah. it, for a player who's but, looking to take that step but up? But you could argue it's still the Premier League and it's still 52,000 fans at home every other week. So, mm. I mean, there is still a pull for Newcastle United. They are a big football club in the Premier League, maybe not in terms of league position right now, but in terms of fan base and prestige. I and mean, they mm. do have an attraction there, certainly yeah. for a South American who's going to come and probably, even at Newcastle, double their wages at least. Yeah, And they have done it before. Before with when they had like Dembabar and Papi Cisse and they, yeah. they've managed to pull players mm. out from relative obscurity who have gone on to score goals. So yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? our scouting's not that not that bad really when we get it right, but it takes ages because they have to be under twenty seven or twenty six. They have to be, you know, in our wage budget and all the rest of it. And funnily enough, one of the last players we brought we bought for a genuine bargain was Perez for 1.2 million from Tenerife. So you've made a 28 million mark Yeah, and we, we pulled yeah. him out of just obscurity, like this kid's got potential and, and he grew and he grew and he got better and better. Um, but to see that happening again in the space of like three or four weeks, we're not far away from the start of the season, is like, it's just a huge ask for anyone to come in and then re sort of transform the, transform the squad in such a short space of time is, is a massive task. The other side of the Perez thing, is Newcastle's ambition is one side, but the other side is Leicester City's ambition, who have signed a striker that should get him 12 goals next season. But what does that say about the future of Jamie Vardy? He's been looking to leave. He was rumoured to be going to Arsenal. I don't think Perez would have gone to Leicester City unless he was being told he was going to be or, the main man there, would it, he? In all fairness, they've lost Okazaki. They've released him. So he was kind of we one of the... One of, well, Okazaki, yeah. He was one of their other strikers. I mean, I can't see Leicester letting Vardy They only go, play with so. one up front, though, don't they? Well, I don't know. Brendan Rodgers might decide he wants to Maybe. change the system this year. He's only You've been there, Iniacho, what, three months? Still? Yeah, Iheanacho. Yeah, they've got some forward players. I, I just I just don't know. I think we'll have to wait and see with, with Brendan Rodgers at Leicester. But, you know, like you are saying before, there are some decent strikers out there it's just whether or not you know they can be convinced to go to Newcastle and whether Newcastle are willing to take a, a risk on someone who's 30 because their policy suggests they have to be what is it 26 or what you were yeah, saying 26 and under and with, with sell on value so <laughs> yeah. there you go there's Perez Not then much. there's yeah, 28 yeah. million um, managers who do you want Marley who do I want I don't know there's, the thing is the names blink that 
the sort of big names like that are sort of close to the job apparently is Roberto, Roberto Martinez, Martinez yeah. and Gary Monk. It's like if you were Roberto Martinez managing Belgium with De Bruyne, Lukaku, all these amazing players. I don't know why I said Lukaku in the last bit. He's right. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, why would why would you leave that to come to Newcastle? Like, why would you walk into an absolute shit show and say, "I'm going to leave my cushy job with Belgium. I could win the Euros in a year's time, or I could go to Newcastle and probably be out of a job in a year's time." Mm. Smoke and mirrors. The fans don't want him. Smoke and mirrors. It's going to be Steve Bruce, but the big name <laughs> yeah, yeah, will yeah. be Steve yeah. Bruce. He will be Newcastle manager <laughs> at the beginning of next season. And the thing yeah. is, you, you surely think to yourself, if anyone, if someone like Roberto Martinez was going to be tempted away from a job like Belgium, they'd, they'd have to say there's money to spend. They couldn't go, oh, you, we want you, but you can't spend any money. You just go, well, what's yeah. the point? It's yeah. the same and also yeah. with Martinez. His, his record in the transfer market is terrible. Like, do you remember when he went to Everton and he brought. Alcaraz and Joel Robles. Yeah. And, but he, um, he bought Wigan basically, else. didn't he? Yeah, he brought Wigan with him. It's like, yeah. mate, you've had a step up. We've yeah. got money. Uh, Stop playing these well, crack players. Yeah. Yeah. Sure he, got, he, got, well. he got relegated and then bought all the players he got relegated <laughs> with for Everton yeah. pretty much. It's like, learn your lesson, pal. Steve Bruce, you reckon, Jim? Um, he's at Sheffield Wednesday at the moment, isn't he? But he'll steady the ship. Yeah, but if you steady your sinking ship, it's still sank, hasn't it? <laughs> it's still sinking, yeah. <laughs> it just sits. The Titanic's very steady at the minute, but it's still at the bottom of the bloody ocean. Yeah, but didn't the Titanic take about 14 hours to sink at least it was at least we'd sink it in 10 minutes at least it was a slow sink uh, let's just sink it in 10 minutes but it'd have sports direct on the side oh yeah so at least you get some brand recognition out of it It'd be full of slazenger socks and all sorts. <laughs> that, that'll stop. That'll soak up the water. That's for sure. Um, let's move on to West Ham United. Jim Salverson's yeah. club. Uh, Arnautovic in January said, "I want to leave West Ham. I'm not happy." Arnautovic's brother spoke to a national radio station and said, "He's going to China. He doesn't want to stay at West Ham." Three weeks later, he signed a new contract, better wages. He's the star striker at the club and he got what he wanted. Yep. Now the same thing's happening again. Arnautovic isn't happy at West Ham United. He wants to leave. In January, there was interest for Manchester United. In the summer now, there's no interest for Manchester United whatsoever. China looks to be on the radar. What's going on with Marco Arnautovic? There was never any interest from Manchester United in Marco Arnautovic. And Marco Arnautovic's only interest is in the amount of money that's going into his pocket. Mm. I think that's clear. And he's one of those players that if his head's not right, you don't want him at your club. We saw it at Stoke when he moved to West Ham and now we're seeing it again. And it all comes through his brother as well. Him and his brother's obviously his agent yeah. as well. And he's been hankering for the move, hankering for more money. What happened in January was they actually didn't give him an extended deal. They activated the extension in his contract because the only way you can raise someone's wages is by extending their contract. 12-month option. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. so his bonuses that he got for goals and assists became part of his set deal. And then he stopped getting goals and assists, <laughs> which is kind of why your bonuses are there. Interestingly, there's been no official transfer request from Marco Arnautovic, which says a lot about the player. Why has there been no official transfer request? Any guesses? Because if you put in a transfer request, you lose your loyalty bonus. Ah, And so the bonus that you get for leaving... Sense. He loves so cash, It just he? shows how much money is at the centre of everything that he's doing and every move that he wants so you, from my view get rid of him just know, get rid of him we were talking before about City having that kind of that you know harmonious kind of dressing room as well and I think what Guardiola does he you know he picks players that are going to fit in and not kind of upset other, other players and something does it really well and sometimes you do get a player at your club like that we've had some at City everyone's had him at the, their club at one yeah. time or another I always put it down to this and I remember I think it was Mourinho said it about Balotelli when he had him in Milan and he said it's just not worth it Mm. What you get back from him on the pitch is not worth all the carry-on. Do you think Arnautovic is worth the hassle that comes with him? No. 
In absolutely no way. I mean, I think Pellegrini's now a manager who won't stand for that. And I think one of the reasons why supposedly we've accepted mm. a bid from... Everyone always says Chinese Super League Club because they can't pronounce any of the teams. <laughs> Chinese Super League Club, yeah. around 22 million quid, which seems like no money from Anatovic. But rather than have it drag on for weeks or maybe another six months and then we get to the next window and there's more upheaval and more upset, get rid of him, use that money to get another deal over the line. And it's not like he's a world-class player, is it? It's not like no. where maybe if you do have someone who's a bit of a disruptor in your team. I always use the example of, of Kevin Peterson when he played for England. He was kind of this, supposed to be this kind of disruptive figure in the dressing room, but he would win England cricket matches, mm-hmm. you know, seven times out of ten, which is a pretty good strike rate. So for Arnautovic, he's not West Ham's match winner enough no. to warrant the way he is as a person at the moment. No, and West Ham love a temperamental nutcase. I mean, there's a history of it. We had... <laughs> Decanio. Paolo Decanio, yeah. yeah, yeah. Payet. I mean, Arnautovic is behaving 10 times worse than Dimitri Payet did. Dimitri Payet just said, I want to move. Yeah, and Payet was 10 times better. And he had well. a yeah, class, exactly. class time at West Ham, didn't he? He was yeah, awesome he was, at West Ham. He was brilliant until he wanted to move then said he wasn't going to play again, which is fine. I mean, whatever. That happens all the time now. Arnautovic is doing that, but he's doing it in a sneaky way. And then he's agreed to stay and he's left again. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you, ha- you can be a maverick and there is room for mavericks. But as you say, Adam, he's not worth it. No. He isn't. He, his ego... And the, the player he thinks he is isn't the player that he is. And he'll yeah. go to China and he'll be the star player in that Shanghai team and he'll be loved and he'll be getting hundreds of thousands, I think they're saying 130,000 a week, which doesn't even seem that much money in modern football, no. does it? And he'll he'll enjoy it. So fair play, get him out. If he goes, I would just be like, fair enough, let him go. Because if you get Maxi Gomez from Celta Vigo yeah. and or Rondon from West Bromwich Albion... Yeah. You're laughing. I think You've got two be better strikers. Signing. I think Rondon yeah. would be better. I think Maxi Gomez, apparently, one of the reasons that West Ham have accepted this bid very quickly, this £22 million bid, is Maxi Gomez is on the verge of signing for Valencia. I did see that, yeah. And yeah. they want to basically go in there because there's... Hijack the deal. Yeah, the, the release fee is around £45 million quid for Maxi Gomez, which neither Valencia or West Ham want to offer. Valencia have offered 16 million plus two players, so well below the market value. West Ham have offered around 30 million or something like that. So they want to be able to up that bid and potentially hijack that move. But if that's going to happen, it's going to happen in the next 24 hours. So by the time this podcast reaches whoever's listening, it might well have happened. So I think it won't. I think it, that won't happen. That deal, I think Maxi Gomez will end up going to Valencia and we'll have to look elsewhere. But you can get a better striker. Ironically, Maxi Gomez is going. If he does go to Valencia, um, they were linked with Jose Perez. <laughs> so it's all swings and roundabouts. Like they've gone for Gomez because they didn't want Perez. Perez has gone to Leicester because he didn't <laughs> stay in Newcastle. And then nobody comes to Newcastle. Like, so, <laughs> the old so transfer trying even worse than when we started. There we go. Anyway, it's Shanghai SIPG. Do you know any of the players who play for that team, Jim? Who Arnautovic might be linking up with when he gets there? Um, I was just looking at this. Were you? Oh, yeah. Marley, you're excluded. Can't then. we just refer to them in numbers like we do in the Chinese takeaway? Okay. <laughs> 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 their number eight is Oscar, former Chelsea player, and their captain is Hulk, the former oh, right. Zenit oh, yeah. St. Petersburg player. Yeah, and they're the only that. two real high-profile names at the, at the Yeah, club. Oscar, didn't he pay £60 million for him from Chelsea yeah, a few years back? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. He's been there a while now. Yeah, yeah. He's been there two, two or three years. He's been there longer than a lot of players go for, and then usually they go for a year and come back. But yeah. Oscar must really like it. <laughs> yeah. or, he, or he gets paid 300 
grand a week. Yeah, it's probably yeah, it's probably <laughs> one a, of the two. Yeah, it's probably a big uh, a big influence on why he likes it so much. <laughs> yeah. I imagine. And we were kind of saying as well, once you go to China, it's not like Benitez has gone to China. He signed this deal with a Super League club. Dalian Yifang. He, he can go out there for a year and come back, and it's not going to hurt his ability reputation. or his yeah. reputation. Players go out there. If you play a year in the Chinese Super League, you can't then come back and play in the Premier League. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd have thought so. I mean, yeah, it, it, I think it is. It's the standard of football is so different, and it? yeah. it's hard to go there. And then you know, I think I think your reputation is slightly damaged as yeah. well a little bit as a player because people do see you as a mercenary a bit. Yeah, don't yeah. You? Your character, it's your character, isn't it? That's it's character it. defamation when you yeah. go there, and then if a Premier League team's looking at you, you think they're thinking <laughs> he's only going just for gonna, the money. Yeah, he's <laughs> going go for the money, and he's then he's going to bugger off somewhere yeah. else as soon as someone else comes in. Uh, anyway, but, interest. Sorry, the, sorry. The worry for West Ham, I think, if you are a West Ham fan, which I am, the worry is where the goal is going to come from next season now because we've lost Arnautovic, we've let Andy Carroll go, we scored 52 goals last season, which is all right for a mid-table team, but the board clearly have aspirations to be trying to break into that European thing. And currently, our strike force is Chikorito. Yeah, yeah, who yeah, wants yeah. to leave the club? Aaron, you're forgetting about Jordan Hugel, aren't you? Jordan, yeah, Jordan Hugel, he's going to fire Hugel. West Ham yeah. to the top yeah. four. Mark scored, these words. Scored three goals for Middlesbrough last season. He's our man. <laughs> he's going to yeah. smash him in in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In vaguely West Ham related news, uh, former West Ham player Sammy Nasri, who was released by the club, looks like he's on his way to Anderlecht to link up with Vincent Company. So it's a nice little bit of uh, mm. a nugget of news there. Just finally, uh, to round things off, we can't finish off the Premier League Daily podcast without talking about the new manager at Chelsea, Frank. Lampard. Feels like we've been talking about this for months now, but finally it's been announced. Frank Lampard is the new Chelsea manager. Is he going to get time is the question that we've all been asking. I think yes. I think his legend status, uh, coupled with the fact that there's a transfer embargo, will buy him at least uh, a season and a half at Chelsea. Um, It's exciting for them as well because they might be able to bring some of these loan players that they've got Mm. through. They've got hundreds of them, it seems like. Um, What's everyone's thoughts on on the Lampard to Chelsea thing just quickly? I think you're right. I think he'll be given time. He has that legend status. It's kind of, we discussed before, it's a free hit because it's such a difficult job he's going into. They've lost their best player. They've got a transfer ban. But at the same time, bookies don't lose money. Never. Bookies always get this stuff right. And I've seen one bookie offering decent odds on him to lose his first five games as Chelsea manager. His favourite to be the first Premier League manager to get sacked. Yeah, that's only because Newcastle haven't got a permanent manager. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know. I'd like him to do well. He did well at Derby. So, I mean, why not? Why why can't he? Why can't he do well? But we'll have to wait to I'm quite excited to see what Chelsea do now because it's like, it's a complete fresh start, new manager, no hazard. All these young English talents that we talk about are actually going to get a chance now. They've got Hudson a very Nadeau good team as well. They've still got player, a good yeah. team, even without yeah. Hazard. Yeah, big time. Mm. They signed Kovacic, still got Jorginho. Kante's going to play in his best position, Lampard was yeah. saying yesterday. You've got Hudson Adoy coming through. Tammy Abraham's back um, from a good loan at, at Aston Villa. He definitely would have gone out on loan if... Again, if Sarri had stayed. Who's the young guy that was on loan at Derby last season as Mason well? Mount. Mason, Mason Mount. Mason Mount, because yeah. he's back He's a good fit. player. I think he's just signed a new deal because... Yes. Because Lampard's there, basically. Tomori as well was at Derby, wasn't he? Yeah. Tomori, yeah. It could actually be a blessing in disguise, the transfer ban. That yeah, these yeah. young players do get a chance under a young English manager yeah. who likes yeah. youth talent. Well, they've won the FA Youth Cup. I think I think they won it five years in a row. and Not... Barely any of them got got any yeah. sort of chance. Hudson Adoy is probably the only one, and Hudson Adoy only got a chance because everyone was screaming at Sarri like, "This kid's mint." Mm. Yeah, and yeah. Southgate went, "He's good enough for England." Well, like, Bayern Munich tried to buy team. him without him making a first team appearance for yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. No. If that's not a sign of any everyone saying this kid's amazing, yeah, yeah, play him. 
and then Sarri sort of begrudgingly put him in and he was he was very good. Mm. And the other thing about the then transfer ban, it also means that Lampard can't try and sign Ashley Young. <laughs> so that's another blessing in disguise. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Premier League Daily. Thanks to Jim. Thanks to Adam. Thanks to Marley for their thoughts. Uh, thanks for listening in as well. Don't forget, you can follow us on social media. It's at The Sports Social on Twitter. You can also find us on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. So every time we release an episode, it will drop straight into your inbox and you'll never miss a single show. Of course, it is Premier League Daily during the Premier League season. As soon as that first day of the season begins, we will be bringing you a podcast every single day, looking at all the action and all the big talking points in the league. But for now, thanks for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and we'll see you next time. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. Manchester football social is evolving. You'll still be able to get all the latest opinions and news on Manchester United and City. But now as part of a daily Premier League podcast. All the big stories, gossip, laughs and highlights from the biggest league in the world. Discussed by real passionate football fans. And no footballing dinosaurs. You can join the evolution by searching Sports Social wherever you find your podcasts and hitting subscribe. And now find us on your Amazon smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, enable Sports Social for daily news updates on your team. Sports Social, a voice for fans. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.